Today is a very special day for me for many reasons. One of them is March the 4th is the day that my son was raised from the dead after being dead for nearly five hours. Well, I'll never get over that. But did you know that also March the 4th, 2019 is the anniversary of our 1,000th week of television broadcast. That's over 5,000 broadcasts that we have put out in the last 19 years. So praise God. This is a special day for me. Thank you for joining us today, and I believe that this is going to be a special day for you too. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to start a teaching on what I call living in the balance of grace and faith. And this is one of the most important things that God has ever taught me. Of course, I say that about everything I teach, but I'm really serious this time. No, everything I teach is, is things that are real in my life. But I actually had our media buyer who, you know, has been around for decades and has heard uh, a lot of people and stuff. And he has told me that he believes that this is the real niche that my ministry has is to bring a balance between grace and faith. Now, another way of saying this, you know, that may not relate to everybody, but another way of saying this is what is God's part and what is our part? Now, those, those are saying the exact same thing. Grace is what God does for us. Faith is our response to what God does. And the body of Christ can basically be divided into two camps, either a grace camp that emphasizes that it's all up to God. In that camp, you would have people that really promote the sovereignty of God, which I'm going to talk about this in more uh, detail but the sovereignty of God, I'm not against you saying God is sovereign if you will use sovereign the way the dictionary defines it, that He is first in rank, order, or authority, you know, that He's at the top of the food chain, that nobody gives God directions. He is absolutely, definitely sovereign in that sense. But religion has taken sovereignty to say that God controls everything. And they have added a new definition to it that every th single thing that happens has to be approved by God. And basically they make it so that it's all up to God. Whether you are a failure or a success, whether good or bad happens, there's nothing you can do. All you can do is just roll with the punches that God controls everything. That is absolutely wrong. And what that does, it basically denies that we have any responsibility at all. But then there's another camp that emphasizes our part, that yes, we can change our destiny. Yes, by seeking God, we can do things and that we can control what goes on. They will say things like your life is a total result of your choices. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about all of this. And there is a great truth there. But at the same time, if you aren't careful, you will get to where you emphasize your part and your responsibility to such a degree that it takes God out of the picture. And it's 
People come up with these statements like faith moves God. Faith makes God do something. And people come up with these attitudes where they actually think that they, in a sense, can grab God and hold on and force Him to release His power in their life. And that totally ignores the grace of God. And it's like you make yourself the one who is responsible for everything that goes on in your life. And that leads to legalism. It leads to condemnation because I can guarantee you there's going to be bad things that happen in your life. And if you are responsible for every single thing, well, then that makes you condemned. And there is a balance between these two. So I've entitled this Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith. Or you could say the balance between what God does for us and what we have to do. Grace is God's part. Faith is our part. And I tell you, this is powerful. This is one of the most fun foundational revelations that God has given me. And whether I use these terminologies or not, I talk on this constantly. And I really do believe it's one of the major things that God has done in my life. This is kind of the niche, one of the places that God has raised me up is to help people understand all right, how do I respond? What is my part? How much is God's part? And I believe that this is really, really going to help you. Let me mention that I have a book on this. Uh, this is probably, I think this is the very first book that I ever produced. We produced this, first of all, a little tiny book. It has gone through a number of uh, different changes. We have a study guide on it. We have CDs, DVDs that were taken from a meeting and also DVDs that were taken from... Um, one of our television programs. And then we have books that are in Hungarian and French, the same book, uh, Dutch and Spanish. And so we've got a lot of material on this. And I believe that this teaching is going to be a real help to you. The very first thing I'd like to do to introduce this is just to try and show you how valuable this teaching could be to you. And the first thing I want to do is to play a video that we made back a long time ago. This is the very first healing testimony that my television department ever produced and it's about Nikki Oshinsky and this girl was sent home. We actually have an interview with her doctor and the doctor said that he never expected to see her the next week. That she was on the verge of death. She couldn't brush her teeth by herself. She couldn't get up. She couldn't walk. She was basically just uh, in the last stages of death and her mother, Chris, came to my meeting and heard me teach on this exact topic that I'm going to be sharing with you about grace and faith, and I specifically applied it to healing. And I, I talked about grace, how that's God's part, how He's already provided healing. Faith is our response to what God has done, and I, I related it to healing. And uh, anyway, she went home, took this uh, tape, to her daughter, Nikki, she listened to it. The next day I went over to pray for her and I tell you, it was absolutely miraculous. I'd like to play this little video for you and then I'm going to come back at the end of our program today with a few comments. So watch this and be blessed. I was 14 years old. It was in April, I believe. And we had gone to Wednesday night service Two cars in front of us uh, went out of control, hit the median. We were hit in the back right side, right where I was, by a car. 
Um, it was raining, it was dark, there were other cars involved. Um, we just lumped up in the back seat and started singing. And we were singing, I've got a feeling everything is going to be all right. I'm going to cry. As, as the ambulance went on, and I knew in my spirit that something had changed. About six months after the accident, I had a pain in my left hip. Not only was her hip hurting, but um, she had other weird symptoms like her legs would be cold and the trunk of her body would be hot. So we went to the doctor that everybody goes to for sniffles and sprained ankle and all that. And she took x-rays and poked around on my leg and said, I can't find anything wrong with you. There were some points where Chris and I looked at each other and said, where is this going to go? One of the things that I noticed early that stopped was natural crying. Nikki didn't cry when she was in pain. She would lay in pain, but she quit crying after not too long. After about two years, I went to a rheumatologist, which I had seen the year before and had given me the diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is the sister to um, chronic fatigue syndrome, but the opposite of it because pain is more important than you being fatigued. Um, and so he had given me that diagnosis and really it's we don't know what's wrong with you so we'll call it this. There was no cure, there was no answer. It was if you had fibromyalgia you had to learn to live with it. And we didn't want to accept that as an answer. There had to be something curable wrong. And um, he said all I can do is give you sleeping pills to help her rest at night and pain pills to cope during the day. I remember for at least two years between 1 and 4 in the morning, I would go to bed about 10, then between 1 and 4 in the morning, Mom would always end up having, I'd have to end up going get Mom or yell for her, you know, depending on what my body was doing that time. We had to buy a car, uh, especially for taking her around, that we call it a marshmallow car because it had to be very cushioned. I learned to avoid certain streets because they weren't paved well. Um, and if I did hit a bump, she would always go, I never questioned the healing, but I questioned when the timing would come. Because at one point I had run up to God and I said, okay God, when am I going to get healed? And he said, Nikki, this miracle is going to be a progressive miracle. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. A progressive miracle is better than no miracle at all. If there's anything that made it work for me, it was her laughter every day. It might not have been for long, but it was always there. Something that she taught us through all of this is how to enjoy life. The moment, not, it didn't have to be big, it didn't have to be Disney World, it was the moment. Mom, look at that little girl. Look at that smile. Mom, look at that nice lady. You know, wasn't that sweet the way the checkout girl um, talked to me today? Or, I sure like wearing this blue shirt. You know, just the, the small, little, wonderful things that we all take for granted. We had heard about a clinic that was specifically for uh, people who had symptoms that didn't connect with each other. When we went to that clinic and I started getting saline IVs, which I were allergic to, and started getting um, saunas, I is when it all sped up like fast forward. Her whole muscular tone absolutely went out the door. 
I was in a wheelchair full time. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't get myself out of bed. I couldn't bathe myself or mom and dad did everything for me. I was very shocked when I saw her because the last time I saw her was about four or so years ago and she was walking around her own power and, and uh, being able to, to function very well. Um, I examined her as best I could. I couldn't get her up and move around because she was um, not able to do that. I used to be able to get up in the morning and say, oh, today I'm going to do laundry, I'm going to wash dishes, I'm going to run to the grocery store, run to Walmart, and then I'll be home. And in any given day, I might be able to accomplish brushing my teeth or getting my hair done uh, in the bathroom. You know, when you're well, a day can be very long. But when you're sick, a day is forever. And so many things can go wrong in a day when you're sick. It was a struggle to care for her like an infant and treat her like a 19-year-old young woman. My hand had started atrophying like this, and uh, my feet would turn inside. The doctors always commented how my feet would roll inward. They're supposed to roll outward when you relax, but they had atrophied inward. That's a sign of death. And I said, Lord, I've got to know. Is Nikki going to die? Came in, Chris informed me that she really wanted to go to church because there was a guest speaker that night. I said, sure, go ahead, I'm here. We've known Andrew and Jamie about three or four years now, I think. We went, this is our fourth year, I think. So Andrew had scheduled, he'd been to our church about a year and a half ago, and he had then rescheduled to come in November. And, and we'd had Andrew scheduled for probably a year. Mom took her cell phone for when I had to use the restroom because I'm close to Dad, but not that close. And um, she went to church. Andrew started out and he said, you know, I, tonight I would like to talk to you all about grace and faith. And I thought, oh good, here we go. Grace and faith again. And two and a half hours later I called her and I said, Mom, you good to come home. I have to use the restroom. Hurry, I've been here too long. Andrew just got up, taught on healing, then he said, all right, anybody that's in pain, come up. So I ran up in front of the next person in line. I just, I just ran up there because I had no choice. I had to get home. I don't know who I cut in front of, but oh well. And I said, hi, Andrew, my name's Chris Oshinsky, and I have a 19-year-old daughter at home. Would you come and pray for her? And he said, well, sure. So she took the, the tape home that night with her. And mom brought the tape home from Andrew's teaching that Wednesday night. I said, I, I heard a sermon tonight, a teaching about grace and faith, and I wish I could explain it to you, but it's in my heart, it's not in my brain. I just know though, you've gotta hear the tape. So the next day, I listened to the tape, and Andrew was gonna come over with my pastor, Pastor Rich how he shared the message of grace and faith was that grace was always there. Grace is always there. And faith is the name for our response to grace. But when he said, progressive miracles aren't the complete will of God, I said, okay, God, you told me my miracle would be progressive. And this man is saying something contrary to that. Now, where does that line up? And he said, Nikki, according to your faith, it was going to be a progressive miracle.
I said, you're right, because I was afraid of being instantly healed because of where I was mentally. Even though I knew God wanted me to heal me, and I did want to be healed, don't get me wrong, but it had gone on for so long. <laughs> One of the standard conversations Nikki and I had for about two, three weeks before that was, Nikki, if you can just make your legs fall off of that chair so I can see your feet hit the floor, it sure would make Dad feel good. And she'd always say, Dad, I'm trying. I'm trying, Dad. And they never hit the floor. He came in and Nikki was laying there, just, you know, totally bedridden. And he said, hi, Nikki, my name is Andrew, and I believe you're going to get healed today. And I looked at him and I said, I do too. And I was like, if I could have gone like that, I would have. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. But I knew I was going to be healed. And Andrew asked the question, which he had asked everybody. He said, do you have pain in your body? And she said, yes. And he said, if it left, would you know it? I thought in the back of my mind, I don't remember what it's like not to hurt. I sure hope I know what it feels like when it leaves, but I'm not sure that I will. He uh, prayed for her and then asked her if the pain had left. She says, well, she, I think she had some in her shoulders and neck. Andrew didn't know she fell out of the wheelchair the week before and got whiplash. He said, oh, that's just the devil. He's a pain in the neck. So he rebuked it and it went away. And he said, well, get up and move around and see if it's gone. And I went to get up. Well, Nikki's laying on her back. She goes. She just shook all over her body. I couldn't sit up by myself. Was not a shock to me one bit. I was not surprised. But he goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and, uh... He said, well, we just have to pray about that. That's all there is to it. And he knelt down beside my chair, and he said, well, can I pray for you? And I said, yeah, you can pray for me. This was unusual. And she just sort of lumped up, or over, in the chair. She began to cry and wail from her belly, from her innermost being, like I had never heard her cry before. And I checked out in the spirit. But this time I walked up to Jesus, and Jesus didn't walk up to me. I saw myself walking up to him. Interesting, huh? And it was like an episode of The X-Files. Don't promote that show, just saying it was like that. <laughs> and he, he took his hands, and he peeled all away my skin, layer by layer. He got all the way down to my feet, and when he got to my feet, and he was like throwing away this dead skin, I felt so physically strong. Andrew was in mid-prayer. He was imparting righteous indignation in her. He was imparting strength and life in Jesus' name. She took one hand on the covers and threw it back. She took her other arm and went straight across Andrew's chest and at the same time kicked with her feet to get those covers off. And those little legs came swinging off of that pallet and they hit the floor. And the whole house exploded. <laughs> Starting with mom. I was at the other end of the room screaming and jumping and, and, and just rejoicing. That was awesome, but it felt so normal. Happened like that. I was shaking. My muscles were going, what are you doing? But I did it and I was able to do it. And she got halfway across the living room and Andrew and Pastor Rich were there. 
And she looked at Andrew and she said, and I, I don't, don't want to shake anymore either. <laughs> and he laughed and he put his hands on her and he said, in the name of Jesus' body, you be still. And um, he prayed for the shaking to go and I walked as smooth as day to mom. It was an incredible moment. And all I could do was thank God for changing our hearts that we could receive him. Since then, I have not had one allergy shot. I have not had any major drugs. I have not had a chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> she had a miraculous healing. I mean, there's nothing short of, of a miracle here. This girl, in my opinion, was, 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 was going to die. Healing is an avenue to people's hearts. I mean, everywhere Nikki goes, she starts telling somebody about her healing, like when she went climbing uh, a couple weeks ago in this big elevator, which you'll see, but they told the guy there her testimony. It, it just, what's amazing to me, it, it seems to touch lost people almost more than saved people. To be able to tell anyone what God did is the only way I can properly thank God for what He did. I could stand on many stages and say, thank you, Lord, for what you did. But it would be better served in the back of a grocery store, the lady I bump into and the Holy Spirit says, tell her what I did. And tell her, and she tells her friends, or she knows the next time her kid gets sick, who to turn to. It's all about the love of God. It's not because I was a special person or because I was happy the whole time or because I was a positive thinker. It was because Jesus died for me because he loved me. That's the end of it. Is it true today that when people pray cloudless skies will break kings and queens will shake Yes, it's true, and I believe it, I'm living for you. Man, isn't that powerful? And it's the Word of God that really started this whole thing. I prayed for her, and there was, you know, multiple things involved, but really it was the fact that Faith rose in Chris first as she heard this teaching about grace. God has already provided healing by grace. And then faith is just our positive response to what God has already done. And it just simplified things. She went home, shared this with Nikki, and because of it, you know, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And as they heard the Word of God and got some clarification on what to do. Well, then they acted and praise God, Nikki is alive and well today. Nikki went on to get married. Nikki now has a child. And all of these things happen because of these truths that we're talking about this week as we discuss living in the balance of grace and faith. And so I believe that this has a huge potential to change people's lives. This will not only apply to healing, but any area that you need, God has already, by grace, 
made a supply for your need before you ever had the need. It's not about getting God to move. It's not about asking God to do something. He's already anticipated everything that could hap ever happen. He's already made the provision. Now it's about you learning what is the proper response to God's grace. There is a balance between grace and faith. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too good to be true news to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. I would really like to encourage you to get this teaching on living in the balance of grace and faith. I think this really just summarizes the position that God has given me in the body of Christ. It seems like you have people that are either into faith or into grace, but very seldom are the two combined, and this teaching would transform your life. I've got a book in English. I've got one in Spanish. We have a study guide here that is the same material. It's just reformatted so that you can disciple other people. You can print out the questions in here. And then we have a CD set of this exact same teaching. And then I have two different DVDs to offer you. One that was taken from our television program and the other one was taken live from one of my uh, meetings that I've held. So please listen to our announcer, respond today, and get this material on living in the balance of grace and faith. Andrew's complete series titled Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith is available as a live teaching on either DVD or CD or in a DVD set as seen on TV. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The first and second audio teachings in today's series are titled Grace and the Sovereignty of God and Grace Through Faith. They're available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide these two CDs free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. I interview people and uh, during this month's inside story, I'm interviewing Dave and Marion Riffle and he was an actual uh, chiropractor for 44 years, got hold of my teaching on God Wants You Well, found out that he had the authority. He spoke and saw a woman with Alzheimer's healed, and she was just totally out of it and came back, and he got so blessed 
that he left his 44-year practice, came to Bible college, now is ministering to people, leading people to the Lord. It's going to bless you. So check it out, the inside story at awmi.net. Ministry is about you coming to the end of yourself, but never losing that heart for people. I think we are in the midst of one of the greatest things that God has done. New things are being birthed. There's new joy, there's new life that is flowing out of them. And we're not going to quit, and we're not going to give up, and we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You came here with some kind of a vision. Now what do you see?